The following episode includes scenes of violence and explicit language. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And then that person revealed themselves after taking off a sort of mask and goggles combo uh, that revealed themselves to be Austin Yates, the bartender at the bar across the street from your house. They call me the Hornet. As you're looking down at the police precinct, you see two people walking out, and one of them is Officer Davis. Walking next to him is Elliot Ainsley, member of the Blue Cross Gang. The two kind of do like a little fist bump and part ways. Damn it! And, and Austin kind of just looks at you. See what I mean? Is he like part of the gang or is he just helping them out? I don't know. And I just don't know who like who I can trust on the force anymore. Yeah, while you're there, you know, Kevin Lewis came in and stopped by and said hi. And Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just am distracted. This uh, incident at a high wind city, but it is, it's that's not even really our jurisdiction. From the ceiling, suddenly a woman falls and she is like a brute of a woman and her skin appears to be made of diamonds. Uh, Yardak, you feel like a little mist on your face, and then all of a sudden, there is a knife at your back and a sword around your throat. Um, excuse me? Well, Ruby, you suddenly find yourself bound by tentacles made of neon gas. Excuse me? And suddenly, a bunch of the Blue Cross gang run in, and three of them grab Hornet and, like, hold him. Well, 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 says the man emitting the neon gas. They weren't wrong. They knew you couldn't resist coming here. the tentacles of neon wrap tighter around you. The blade at Yardak's back digs in, slightly piercing the Atlantean garb he wears. Everyone, roll initiative. Fuck. Thirteen. With the modifier. Three plus four. Eight. I did that math in my head, everybody be proud. Be proud. So proud. So proud of you. Thank you. And what did Laserhawk get? That would be a 26. Yeah, this is the perfect time to bring up. The character themselves will be introduced soon, um, but we have a new player joining us. Brandon, give a quick introduction to yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Paul Brandon Bronson. I like long walks on the beach, synthwave music, and uh, cyberpunk culture. I couldn't think of a third thing. <laughs> I mean, that's a third thing. Yeah. So, yeah, given the way that the roles went, we're going to have your character uh go first in the round so yeah to set the scene we're in a warehouse ruby and yardak and austin yates the hornet have been taken prisoner by some ne'er do wells ruby wrapped up in neon tentacles yardak's got two blades it to him there's a giant hulking woman made of crystal and a couple of blue cross gang members holding a hornet hostage in this warehouse filled with like boxes and such 
and you've got like some skylights up top, um, but it's nighttime, so there's no real light coming through, even from the lights outside. So a bunch of little guys and a big crystal bitch. Okay. Yeah. Word. Since you're first in the round, I'm going to let you tell me how you enter the scene. Use that opportunity to introduce your character. Okay, uh, where specifically am I? Am I in the building yet? Uh, so that's the thing. Be- because this is your way of joining, I am letting you determine how... And since you're first so high in the initiative, I am letting you determine how you enter or, or join in the fray. So, I'm standing in the rafters. I've heard enough. Uh, I charge up a solar shotgun, point it... Midnight Hydra! It's time to tango! And I fire that thing. Alright, uh, make an attack roll. Uh, that would be a 24. Okay, uh, yeah, you definitely hit. Who did Brandon hit? The person with the neon tentacles. And, uh, do I still have a move action? You do, but first we need to resolve this attack. Shoot, cowboy. So you definitely hit. That solar shotgun, tell me what that looks like. And also, describe what your character looks like and and their name. So, I'm Laserhawk. We're not out of combat yet, so... Don't worry about who I am behind the mask. As far as what I look like... Okay, imagine Harrison Ford from Blade Runner, but with, like, a really cool scar across his eye. And, like, super green eyes. Okay, and no mask or anything like that? He's got, like, the traditional Robin mask, like, blacked out. Okay, a domino mask. And definitely, like, long, unkempt hair. And so, yeah, tell me what Solar Shotgun looks like. Okay, so I lift my arms up, both palms extended, click, I move my arms down, click, I push my hands forward, big old bright colorful ball comes out, hits homie in the chest or the face or whatever, and just erupts in multicolored sparks. Very neon-y, kind of like the 80s became the Kamehameha. Solar Shotgun hits the Midnight Hydra and just knocks him back a couple feet into some crates, just enough to break his concentration and the neon gas releases Ruby. Yeah, I would like to drop down from the rafters, superhero landing, never fear, Laserhawk is here! (laughs) Oh Christ. Okay? Uh, Let's have Ruby and Yardak roll intellect checks. Mine was 18. 13. You've definitely heard of these folks on the news, like, but you can't really, like, remember their names. Meanwhile, uh, Laserhawk definitely recognizes this. Do we know who Laserhawk is? Roll another intellect check. 519. 17. So you guys don't know him super well, but you know, know that Laserhawk is a hero from the Midwest in Highwind City. Do I know Yardak and Ruby? Yardak probably, I would guess. I mean, I've been on the news. Let's roll an intellect check. Like, I feel like it's harder to know who I am, but, like, Yardak's the only one of his species hanging around? I mean, you've appeared alongside Yardak in, like, a few notable events now, but it's a question of how much nationwide coverage you are, or internet coverage. Yeah. I'd just be like, that that girl who hangs out with the Atlantean. 25. During your research, I think, trying to track down uh, the Midnight Hydra, uh, you definitely, like, heard about them, like, in Riverside City. But okay. he would probably know me as, like, visual aid, right? 
Oh, for sure, yeah, he doesn't know your actual identity, but he, he knows Yardak and visual aid. Yeah, so the crystal woman look, looks towards Laserhawk and just screams, You! And lunges at him and tries to punch him. Uh, 24. Uh-oh. 16! Haha, <laughs> I'm screened. Okay, uh, yeah, definitely hits. Uh, so now you need to make a toughness check, so you roll and add your toughness. Oh, don't fail me now. 29. The punch lands. You're, you know, resilient, so it didn't really hurt you. She punched you, like, right in the chest, but didn't really budge. Did Kitty lose her claws? The person who was holding Yardak hostage turns into, like, a mist and appears behind you, Laserhawk, and tries to slash at you. Uh, 21. Right, right. Uh, hits, so roll another toughness check. Come on, can we get higher than 21? Uh, 24? So this one, uh, he slashed at you with his two blades. Um, and, like, definitely, like, cut you. So you're gonna take a negative one penalty to future toughness checks. Okay. Yeah, Ruby and Yarak are now free, but, like, basically, the Crystal Tiger and Vapor Kappa are now, uh, surrounding Laserhawk. Uh, Midnight Hydra has- Oh crap, Vapor Kappa's here? Meanwhile, the Midnight Hydra has recovered from the solar shotgun blast he took. Tries to grab you with his neon tentacles. So that is a 23. Who is that to? Uh, that would be towards you, Laserhawk, and it would be- this is a dodge. Uh, rut that's still a 16. You're gonna make a resistance check against me. You can use either stealth or dodge, whichever is higher. We're gonna take the seven. Which one is that? Stealth. Going to roll. 23. So, yeah, the neon gas surrounds you. What is it that allows you to get out, we'll say? I mean, he surrounds me with a bunch of gas, so I imagine that I dispel it with a beam of brilliant light. Uh, so yeah, you are freed up, and now, Yardak, it's your turn. So, I uncap my water skin, and instead of being trapped with vapor tentacles, I use a water tentacle and shoot it out towards Midnight Hydra and attempt to yank him off his feet. Yeah, do it as an attack check. You know, <laughs> that's a plus eight. Seventeen. So when you try to trip someone, there's a negative two circumstance penalty, so your total is fifteen there? You're a negative two circumstance penalty. But you were successful, so now we both make we make opposed checks, acrobatics versus athletics. Twenty-three. Suck on that. I used acrobatics, by the way. Um <laughs> I swear to god if you get higher than me, I'm gonna hit you when I see you. <laughs> no no no, you succeeded, so describe it to me. Okay. So because I'm mad that they had us captured. I am going to open my water skin, and instead of normally, like, how it, the water will kind of, like, float around my hands and such, this time, when I open it, the water just shoots out of the water skin and darts across the room and wraps around the Night Hydra's ankle and just yanks him really hard until he face plants into the ground. Okay, yeah, he is prone, and do you do anything else? So, okay, he falls to the ground, and then as soon as I do that, I finally, like, look over towards where Laser Hawk is standing. So you're on our side, huh? Appears to be so. You're fighting this guy? I assume so. He's fighting us. Yeah. You were not given much of a choice in it, so... And let's get through this long midnight. How far away is Ruby from me? And or Laserhawk? 
You're all definitely within moving distance of each other. But then I will maneuver myself over to where Ruby is standing, so she is not by herself. Hi, friend. Uh, so yeah, now it is Ruby's turn. Who's by me? Um, I mean, you and Yardak, I guess, are kind of like, you know, kind of right next to each other. No enemies are like right in front of me, right? I mean, technically, yeah, you're kind of in the center of things now, so like Midnight Hydra is to one side of you, and then Vapor Kappa and the Crystal Tiger are surrounding Laserhawk. Hornet is on the opposite side of all of you, being, like I said, still held Okay, by so the... there's no one that I'm by that's, like, by themselves, though, right? Like, the enemies. Like, I couldn't... There's no way I could try to do the razzle-dazzle and not accidentally blind somebody else. Uh, yeah, you're kind of in a group setting, so... Yeah, so... Time to make a sword. Alright, do you do anything else? Can my movement action being stabbing into the air looking all cool? Y- yeah, you swing the sword, uh, dramatically. Yeah! <laughs> I make a sword and go, for the power of Grayskull! On that note, then, Hornet's turn. Actually, no, wait, Hornet's unconscious. So, actually, the, all three Blue Cross gang members, the two of them are dragging them, and the other one's giving them, like, cover. Because they try to, like, take him uh, into a different room. And they make it to, like, the door to the next room. Uh, and now it is Laserhawk's turn again. So, I've got Vapor Kappa on one side and Crystal Tiger to the other, right? Yeah, they are flanking you. Whew, now seems like a good time to taser fist. Alright, who are you attacking? Vapor Kappa seems squishier. Let's go Vapor Kappa. Alright, make an attack check. Alright, alright, alright. So that's 27. Yeah, you hit. And what is your uh, your damage plus 15? the DC on that. 25. Uh, yeah, describe that. So essentially, my fist is enveloped in uh, a brightly colored aura. Again, a whole lot of different neon colors, very remnant to my uh, solar shotgun. As fist meets face, a few brightly colored sparks shower off. He takes that hit to the face and kind of flies back and actually drops his knife. Like, he's still holding his sword, but he drops the knife and staggers back a couple feet. Bleeding from the nose a bit, uh, he kind of, like, steadies himself and, like, puts both hands on the hilt of the sword. Uh, do you do anything else? Uh, no. That about does it for me. Okay. So if that's the case, then, uh, it is Midnight Hydra's turn again. And at this point, he just kind of curls in on himself a little bit. And then, like, spreads his arms out and lets out, like, a wave of neon gas. And so everyone roll a, um, a dodge check. I am still going to use the lucky to re-roll, because it was a two. Much better. 23! Oh, mine's not, still not that good, but still good. Uh, plus seven would make this a 21. 22. Ooh, 21, 22, 23. It hits. Everyone make a uh, toughness check. Seventeen plus eight is two. Twenty-five. Twenty-three. Twenty-one. None of you are hurt by it, but you are all knocked off your feet. <laughs> I have prone fighting. Just on the ground fucking wailing. And Midnight Hydra walks closer and says... Thought we made things clear in Highwind, Laserhawk. Or do we have to take someone else from you? The only thing you're taking is showers with 44 other men in a prison! 
And at that moment, then, Crystal Tiger turns back towards you, Laserhawk, and basically goes to, like, stomp on you. Uh-oh. What is your parry plus ten? That'd be a sixteen. Actually, you're able to roll out of the way just in time. Booyah! Uh, and she basically just, like, stomps on the ground, crushing into the concrete ground and, like, making an imprint. Oh. At that point, then, Vapor Kappa kind of gets, like, back-to-back with Crystal Tiger. Oh, crap, do they have a secret, secret special move? And then it is Yardex turn. Alrighty, uh, so I'm on the ground. <sighs> you know, this is going to be a defensive round. I will stand up off the ground and then cast my shield around myself for some extra protection. And I will ready my action for whenever Crystal Tiger decides she wants to attack somebody else, shoot my water out, and punch her with it. Alright, uh, if that's the case then, it's Ruby's turn. So I'm going to get up, and since I can't move, is anyone, like, in front of me in stabbing, stabbing length? No, I would say, yeah, no one's directly within stabbing range. What about yeeting range? <laughs> I mean, if you want to yeet the sword at someone, then yes. I mean, that's, Ruby's not that great with the sword. She should probably practice that fact. So I don't, that doesn't seem like a good, great idea. I would like to... Put the. I'm trying to say. I'm scared the like. If I try to put him, the gas guy, in a box, maybe he can like miss out of it. No holes. Let him die. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We'll avoid that. Crystal Lady gets to go in a box. Okay, so you're attempting to put Crystal Tiger in a box? Yes. Box, box, box. Oh my god, can we change your name even though it's been like 20 episodes and every time you can just go, hi, I'm Boxy. But you have to do the voice. No! No, we cannot. <laughs> What's the DC on your boxes? God, it says creator, it says create rank 4, creator 16. Um, so yeah, you know, it's create rank 4, so it's, it's a total of 14 then. Okay. In which case, she straight up dodges out of it as she realizes that she's about to be trapped. Boo! I rolled a 20. <laughs> Boo! So yeah, she realizes she's about to be trapped and dives forward over Laserhawk, and that creates kind of a box between Laserhawk and her and you. Bitch! But also separated her from uh, Vapor Kappa. Well, at least it's something useful. And at that point, then, the three uh, Blue Cross guys drag Hornet into the other room. Uh, and you can no longer see him. I love how we've just been ignoring that entirely. Just like, fuck him, he's on his own. I don't know him. This is true, but you did just see someone essentially be kidnapped. I also see the guy who killed the man I loved. It is uh, Laserhawk's turn again. Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot Crystal Tiger. <laughs> he pulls out a fucking Glock. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you shooting her with? Not not Megasonic Missiles, that's overkill. Solar Shotgun. Okay, uh, roll an attack check. Actually, wait, armor is a free action, right? Oh, to activate your uh, your defenses? Yeah. So that's a free action. Yeah, I'm gonna pop on St. Skywalker's armor and shoot this lady. Yeah, roll your attack check still. Uh, that would be a 28. 28, uh, you hit. Uh, let me roll a toughness check. What is your damage? 20. Uh, you slam her with a solar shotgun, and she blasts back against some crates, crushing them and sending some splinters everywhere. And, like, you know, she's kind of, like, bleeding from the chest, actually, like, over the crystal. 
Fuck it up, Linda. Yeah, so that's your turn? Yep. It is uh, Midnight Hydra's turn. Midnight Hydra then actually approaches Ruby. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, one second. I need to actually check as to what... What's the... Your creator rank is four, right? Yeah, that's... Wait, why does she... Why do you need to know my creator rank? It's not my turn. You are correct. It is not your turn. She doesn't need to know this information. Traumatic music intensifies. Yeah, he makes an attack check. So what is your uh, parry plus ten? Uh, do, 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 do... Eighteen. He envelops his hands in the neon and grabs the sword by the blade. Make a strength check. Fuck this. What the hell? God, my villains are so cool. Where is strength on the stupid thing? Can I maybe use a is it can I use a hero point to re-roll? Is that a thing? Yeah, you can use your hero point uh, to add ten to a roll, actually, I think it is. Okay, then it would be eighteen with the ten. Uh yeah, unfortunately he still rips it out of your hands. Fuck this dude. That's out loud. A green! He rips it out of your hands and snaps it over his knee. Oh no, she can't make another one. He like, yeah, he snaps it over his knee and like throws the pieces off to the side. I audibly said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, that's his turn. And then Crystal Tiger, uh, with you still on the ground, Laserhawk, goes to like stomp on you again. Stop that. Ooh, she did that. So now she gets fucking wrecked by my whip. So wait, the only thing I'm thinking about is that. Yeah, you know what? The whip can go around stuff. I was just thinking the box kind of is blocking you so you can't see her. But you know what? I'll say that you saw her on the corner. Roll your roll your attack. No, I'll use my final lucky. Yeah. 16, 8. Uh, so that's 24. Uh, yeah. What is the uh, DC on that? 21 DC. Yeah, you know what? Before she can actually try to stomp on Laserhawk again, your whip just, like, smashes into her and punches her right in the chest where she was already bleeding to the point that she actually, like, coughs up blood. She does use her move action to, like, come up and try to, like, stomp on Laserhawk again. Uh, God, cut that out, lady. So it was 16, right? For your... Yeah. Um, so she does hit, but now you do get to add on your Skywalker's armor to your toughness save. Oh, baller. Um, Did you say, like, Skywalker? Yeah. Yep. Like, Saint Skywalker's armor, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, Luke? Oh, yeah. Everything is lasers. 35. Wait, what? Uh, it's plus toughness, right? Toughness plus protection plus your roll. 35. Wow, okay. I'm rolling good tonight, dude. Her giant crystal foot just slams down and reverberates off the armor, and, like, she kind of, like, tries to slam her foot a couple times, and it just doesn't do anything. Which I imagine you crack a wry smile about. Oh, yeah. At which point it is Vapor Kappa's turn, who turns into mist again, and then becomes solid and slashes his sword at Yardak. Well, I got a shield, buddy, so... Okay, so we're gonna see if we beat the shield. Yeah, I'm going to call it now. Uh, total of 12. I don't think he hit shit. Get fucked, scrub. Yeah, he like slashes the sword against the, against the shield, and it like shears across it, but does not make any like impact. And as it does, I go, and blow, I blow a kiss. It's your turn, Yardak. 
You said it was Vapor Kappa was the one directly in front of me? Correct. Then I will take your advice and use my shield to just, like, rock his world. Basically, like, use it as, like, a punch. Right, yeah, you uh, roll an attack check. 10 plus 8 is 18. You push him back and slam him right to the ground. Hell yeah. Describe to me what what it looks like. I sort of imagine that my force field is kind of, like, amorphous. So whenever Vapor Kappa was directly in front of me, the water rippled almost kind of like a solar flare, where it just kind of, like, shoots right out from, like, the orb itself and just decks him right in the face. Yeah, uh, straight up floors him. So, yeah, Vapor Kappa's on the ground, Crystal Tiger's bleeding. Austin's fuck elsewhere, who knows? At that moment, you actually hear police sirens outside in the distance mm-hmm. midnight hydra looks around and extends one tentacle and smashes through a skylight no 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 and uses the other two to kind of gather up his crew and like this basically just like through the gas like just go up into the skylight but can i ask a question are they taking is austin with them no, Austin is presumably still in the other room with the Blue Cross members. Okay. He only gathered up Crystal Tiger and Vapor Kappa. Damn. Damn it. I wanted to yank him back to the ground. You you attempt to get a grip on the gas, but you're not able to, and uh, you all get a hero point. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so I, have, I don't think we've done a session where I've had two. Like, I've like, used one and then got one, but I've never had, like, a surplus. Do I get to keep it, or is it just for this session? It's just for this session. So they just escaped through the skylight. What do you do next? Um, are we out of initiative? Yeah, I'm going to say you're out of initiative. Okay. You're not out of things to do. Well, I'm going to be a better friend and run after Austin. Yeah, now that they're gone, we're going to run and go get Austin. Where do you run to? That room. Yeah, the last place we saw them take him. It's just enough time that you see they're on like, the other side of the room. So there's like a bunch of cots and stuff, and some another room off to the side, but they're on the very opposite end, almost at another doorway. It's the one guy basically pointing a gun back at you, and he sees you come through the door, and it's the other two dragging and unconscious. Okay. Yeah, I want to like make a- Well, can I- Well, I was going to make a sword. Stop, you're not taking him anywhere. Roll intimidation. Ooh. Four, so 23. Again, I did that math in my head, please be proud. Yeah, you know what? The guy with the gun fires off two shots as, like, covering and says, Fuck it, leave him! And they drop him and the three of them just run out of the room. Damn it. That's exactly what I was trying to prevent. Look, I'm just trying to get our friend! I was gonna say, I mean, I was gonna say throw a wall. Not necessarily wall. out of the building. Well, I was gonna say throw a wall up so they couldn't leave because we were in the other doorway. Oh! Brandon, why is your hand raised? Well, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt anyone. That never stops them. Yeah. Can I shoot one of the guys running away, or is there a wall in the way? You are near the column on the right side of the building. Well, shit. And they are on the other side near that giant, like, near that giant door. Well, I guess maybe I should run after them, slash also maybe make sure Austin's alive. Uh, which are you doing? I feel like you can't do both of those. I guess I will run after them. Alright, so you're running after them. Yardak, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to heal Austin. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Leave him with you. And I assume since I'm like I'm not in any fight, I can just heal him. No, 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 no I'm not going to make you roll. You're able to heal him. He kind of comes He comes back, too, and he's like, fuckers got me. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, and it turned out, I guess, all right in the end, even though the three baddies got away. 
Oh, fuck, they got away too? Damn it. Meanwhile, Ruby, when you were running and you chased them outside, the cops were right outside. Did the cops get them? Yeah, like, you follow up right behind them, and basically by that point, they already have their hands up, and there's, like, a couple cops with uh, guns pointed at them. Okay, I'm going to make the store go away. Okay. And Laserhawk, what are you doing, like, during this? Like, again, this all happened in about ten seconds after they escaped. Can I flippy dip my way up through the same hole that Midnight Hydra went through to try and get any inkling as to where he went? Yeah, you definitely have the leaping ability to get up there. Then yeah, I flippy dip up there and see what I can see with my elf eyes. <laughs> yeah, make a perception check. 25. You can definitely see the gas material of the neon gas going towards the south, but you can't really, like, you can't see them and you can't really pick up exactly where it is. Then I screamed the F word really loud. So yeah, cops are out front, caught the bad guys. Ruby, what are you doing? Do I recognize any of the cops? Yeah, you recognize one of them. It's the cop that let Goldtooth go. God damn it. He's on their payroll. Damn it. Ugh, this is harder. The other two you don't recognize. So it was two cops in one car and this other cop in another. Davis, that was his name. Officer Davis. I am going... God damn it, I'm trying to think of what I should do, because I was hoping I could just kind of let the cops have them and be done with this shit. So yeah, you have to make the choice. What are you going to do? I wish one of them would come out with me so I could talk to them about it. Well, I guess I'll go up. So I'm still, like, I'm dressed as, like, visual aid. Yes, you're in your, you're definitely in your hero garb. And I go, hello, officers. And one of them perks up and he goes, hey, Barry, look, it's visual aid. I was following myself a little bit, like... Hey. Oh, is Barry Davis? Davis has not spoken. She just recognizes Davis. One cop looks at the other and goes, hey, Barry, it's visual aid. Okay. It's nice to meet you, Officer... Cranston. Pleasure to meet you. I trust that you have these three under control. Did you notice anything unusual while you were here in the roof area? No, we just got a a call about some gunfire, and and we caught these three running out, and... We could tell from the bandanas, you know, there are a couple of the, those blue crossers. Yes. So at least these cops are somewhat decent? Yeah. And real quick, Ruby, what are your complications again? Something about, like, trying to strive for a better world, which is why I'm, like, talk- like making sure, like, these cops at least are on the level. Responsibility, that's for filmmaking, doing good, and secret identity. Okay. So doing good, that's why I'm, like, kind of being like, let's talk to these cops and make sure these cops don't suck. Yeah, I mean, you can run, like, an insight check, if you want. I will run an insight check to see, like, and I've been like, I trust that you will make sure these three are brought to justice. They they were trying to kidnap one of my compatriots. That's the right word for that, right? Yeah. Yes. I roll an 18, but I think I actually have something in insight. Uh, 26? Yeah, uh, as far as you can tell, Cranston and uh, the one that, that he was with, uh, they don't seem to be lying. They seem to be kind of going by the book and, 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 you know, getting these guys cuffed up and put in the back of the cars. Nothing suspect that you can tell. Just I've noticed that sometimes when the police get Blue Cross members, they somehow end up back on the street. And Davis looks like a little... He kind of narrows his eyes at you. Which precinct are they going to? Are they going to Zoe's or to Winslow's? Neither, because you're in the north end, which is not where they're stationed. Balls. Never mind. I was going to message them. Yeah, so these cops, they load them up in the back of the car. In the last last episode, I said that I got a burner phone, right? 
Yeah, I think so. So I would like to give Officer Cranston here, and I'm going to write down the burner phone number. If you ever need to get in contact with me, I've been working more on the North End lately, and I don't have as many contacts in the North End police precinct. You seem like an upstanding fella. Well, thanks, Visual. Yeah, uh, if I, you know, see anything suspect, you know, if we ever need any backup, I appreciate it. No problem. And then I'm going to go Barry, <laughs> like, because that's all I know of his name. So meanwhile, what are you doing, Laserhawk? Uh, so you, you went out and screamed fuck, which actually I'm going to imagine that that happened right around the same time as that moment, <laughs> that you just screamed fuck, to which point everyone probably looks up. Ah, uh, I believe one of my uh, compatriots is a little frustrated. Oh boy, I don't really want to deal with the fuzz, so I guess I should pop in on Yardak and Skippy. And Skippy? Uh, none of whom, well again, I guess you know Yardak's name from the news, but like you don't know who Skippy is. Yeah, I know, that's why I call them Skippy. Let's just imagine I sort of burst forth from the shadows, look at Yardak. How is he? So, he's completely fine now, he's just pissed he missed out on a fight. And then, uh, Hornet looks at you, Laserhawk. Wait, I know you. Laserhawk, right? Yep. The hell are you doing in our city? Looking for the three assholes that just got away. You didn't get a beat on them? They went south. And he kind of rubs the back of his head. Fuck, I hate the Blue Cross gang. Uh, I kneel down behind him, holding up two, mini- uh, two fingers. How many fingers? Two. Follow. No, sorry, no. First thing I thought you were doing, like, a field sobriety test, but, like, you're doing, like, a an awareness test, I guess, really. I'm seeing if he's concussed. Yeah, no, no, he's he's fine. He follows along with your fingers, and, uh... Say the alphabet backwards if you've been drinking, boy. How are you doing in this warehouse? He passes my test. Yeah, he passes your test. It's gonna hurt like hell in the morning, kid, but I'm sure you're used to that. Yeah, I've, th- I've thrown and taken a couple punches in my time. Wait, how old is Laserhawk that he's... Well, Ruby's not in the room right now, so does Ruby make her way back into the room? Yeah, let's just say Ruby comes back in, that way we can... Yeah, I'll imagine that Ruby came in around the time he was finishing up his uh, his test there. And yeah. Caught, caught that line. And I go, wait, how old are you? Old enough to have been doing this shit too long. I mean, so's he, so that's, that's the main problem, <laughs> why I'm... If you're calling him kid. Is Skippy wearing a mask? It's not, like, a mask so much as a beanie and a pair of, like, giant ski goggles that are, like, gold-colored. Okay, so I'd be able to tell that Skippy's a little older. Yeah, I mean, Skippy is in his late 20s. Oh, yeah, so I can totally call Skippy kid. Wait, genuinely, Rachel's now asking, how old is Laserhawk? 37. Okay. I've been around the block a time or two. Yeah, he's been at this a little while. What happens next? And I was gonna be like, I'm visual aid, by the way. Laser hawk. And I'll even extend my hand, because I was like, even though we've already been in the midst of battle, we were never actually properly introduced. I'm Yardak. I'll accept the handshake. Pleasure. So, tell me what you did to piss off the Midnight Gang. Midnight? Is that that what they call themselves? Midnight Hydra, Crystal Tiger, Vapor Kappa. Three of the members of the Midnight Gang. Okay, so I'm going to assume that the Midnight Hydra is the leader. Astute observation. We fussed off the Blue Cross gang quite a bit. Are they involved with them? I'm still trying to find that out. I only just found out they're here. They must be. We and Hornet here have been trying to crack down on slam packs of drugs that have been infiltrating the city. Drugs, huh? Terry, you really hit a new low. Well, this might not often be the 
smartest way to live in our particular line of work, but from where I'm sitting, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and we have enemies in common. Sure, we could just be friends, dude. This man is a virtual stranger to, to the three of you. But Ruben's always been super friendly. Uh, at this point, though, Hornet, like, leaves the room. He starts tearing open to one of the, uh, the crates outside. Anything in there? Nah, it just looks like a bunch of storage boxes. He, like, pops one open. Yeah, I don't, it's just a regular-ass warehouse. So it's just explicitly set up for us. Was that goddamn teenager a part of this? I don't remember if he had, like, specifically told us this is where, or... JT, the gang member, like, he was not there. Okay, no, I mean, like, we got this information from him, right? Right, you did. Like, there was something going down. He seemed pretty low in the thing. They might not have. Yeah, he wasn't, like, he was definitely, like, you remember he was, like, a kid, so he's, like, a newbie to the team, you know, to the gang. Doubt they would have told them, like, hey, some... Some weird-ass super-powered villains are gonna hang out and attack them. He said he was tearing those boxes apart and finds nothing of, of note. We can just be friends. We've, we've been at this for a little bit. Not not quite as long as you seem to have been, but we can bring a fresh new perspective. We could uh, collaborate, and you could give us intel on the Midnight Gang, and then we can give you intel on the Blue Cross Gang. And maybe we can figure out why they might be working together. Sounds good to me, Chief. What's your history with the Midnight Gang, then? <sighs> Back home, they were pulling heists, seemingly at random. I can't figure out exactly what they're going after, and they, uh, took something very important from me that I can't get back. And if you can't get it back, then you get even. It's at this point, Yardak, you get a call on your phone. All right. Get a call on my shell phone. No, not on your shell phone. Not on your, uh... Oh, damn. I was like, I hope it was Ula Brin or something. It is Zachary Ramos, Deputy Director of Union. Yardak speaking. Hello, Yardak. Got some word through the wires that you had a bit of a rumble to this evening. Yeah, you could call it that. We had three masks to fight at the same time tonight, and it was, uh... It wasn't so great. And Hornet got injured, had to patch him up, uh... We made a new acquaintance there that night who was helping us fight. That uh, that one corrupt cop was also there. It was just uh, a whole situation. Does he know that? The corrupt, corrupt cop? He definitely does not know that. He does now. Yes, this is why I'm calling you, actually. Can, uh, can the three of you and your new friend please come to Echo Base? He said that a little menacingly. Can the three of you and your new friend please come to Echo Base? <laughs> yeah. We'll be right in. Okay, you, I guess you just spoke for everybody. Yeah. You know what to say? He was on speaker. And I was like, sure. Uh, I look to Laserhawk and I just kind of give a, huh? As in, I guess? I don't have any better leads. There we go. And I go, Austin! Has Austin been to Echo Base? Austin has not been to Echo Base. But I also don't think he wants to. Yeah, Austin's definitely declining. I was like, I'm not sure Hornet will be able to make it. And then I go... But dude, they got free food. I'm going to run down some more leads and try to figure out, uh, you know, let's see if we can get a beat on, on where the Blue Cross is really holding up. Okay. Stay safe out there, kid. God, if he's a kid, if he's a kid, what am I? Fetus. Toddler. <laughs> Everyone get in my van. I call shotgun. <laughs> Solar shotgun. I'll make him walk. <laughs> Does Yardak know the concept of shotgun? 
I mean, it's something that's basic enough that I must have picked it up. Yeah, let's roll an intellect check. <laughs> Fucking rolled a two. Let's see what my intellect is. Um, six. So that's an eight. I'm a really dumb fish. Yeah, I'm going to say that Yardak is not familiar with the concept of shotgun. So, uh... The second he yells shotgun, I'm going to leap on top of Ruby to protect her and push her to the ground. <laughs> God damn it, Yardak. <laughs> he just means he wants to sit in the front seat. Well, why didn't he say that? Because you yell shotgun. That's just what you do. I feel like there could be a better word for this. I just sort of laugh as I get in the passenger seat. Hey, oh, get off me. And I go, you, we, it start. It's a thing from when we're kids, and usually we're not around many real shotguns as children. Ignoring that, putting some music on, what What do you want to listen to? Ace of Bass. Scott. Puts Taylor Swift on. Takes you a good while to drive from where you're at on the north end, cross the Kirby Bridge, get yourself uh, across town to Echo Base, uh, and you make your way up to the uh, second floor of Union Echo Base. Ramos's office is in the formerly Betsy Bullard's office is in the back left corner there. I mean, y'all know this place. I'm just following. So yeah, I imagine yeah, the two of you have to guide Laserhawk there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we checked in, we, we just feel like we have a new hero with us. And uh, security guy is like, you know, it's he's night shift guy. He is not like super impressed. Oh wow! Yeah, he just like hands a visitor badge to Laserhawk. The day shift guy is better. More friendly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you make your way in, you see uh, Ramos is uh, sitting in a chair, and standing next to him is Agent Kevin Lewis. Hey, Kev. Laserhawk, roll an intelligence check. Alright. Or, given kind of skill in history? It does not appear so. You have a couple expertise. I have law enforcement, military, and streetwise. Roll streetwise. Awesome. Net one. Uh, so that's 12. You have definitely had brief run-ins with Lewis before. Uh, define brief run-ins. Like, you've definitely seen him in Highwind City. Particularly, like, when you captured, you know, the baddies. Okay, cool. We're Gucci. But, like, not against him, right? No, we were bros, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I would say that, um, that you recognize each other. He's kind of staring you down as you enter the room. I give him a curt nod. And Ramos turns as everyone walks in. Thank you for joining us on such short notice. I give him a curt nod. I I do the little salute. Ramos extends his hands to you, uh, his hand to you, Laserhawk. Zachary Ramos, Deputy Director of Union. Laserhawk, Defender of Highwind City. I'm well aware of you and your activities. And that's why I've called you in. It seems that some of your old enemies are making their way through Riverside City now. What's Hydra doing in Riverside? Well, we're tracking both you and the Midnight Gang for a little while now. We're aware that you've been hunting them. And what have you found on them? Well, we know about the incident in Highwind that occurred uh, a few months back. It certainly was. When Ramos mentions that, you can see a a rather concerned look on Lewis's face, but he kind of like Catches himself and, and goes more steady again. Lewis is the one who has a scar from, like, he didn't when we first started, and he has a scar on his face now, right? Correct. His scar goes, like, along his eye and his cheek. Okay. So what are they up to now? 
Well, we're aware from their activities this evening that they have involved themselves with the Blue Cross Gang. Figured out that much. Yardak, I assume this is in some way related to the Slam Packs? That is what we're trying to figure out. My fear now is that if they are teaming up with people in other cities, that they are starting a wider distribution, which means it goes farther than we expected. Hmm, I hadn't considered that angle. The Midnight Gang have basically seemed to have become mercs for hire, so... The Blue Cross Gang, I know you've been, well, hitting them rather hard of late. It's a lot more likely that they're trying to take us out than they're trying to move into the drug game. So if that's the case, then maybe someone in the Blue Cross Gang has uh, put out a hit on us, try to get us out of their way. Maybe we're getting closer than we thought. Exciting. Yes, this does seem to be an escalation in the conflict. Mm-hmm. Well, then, what's our next move? Well, we've got a bulletin out regarding the Midnight Gang, keeping an eye out for them. Then we're just asking for your assistance, Laserhawk, with trying to address this issue. We don't want to see continued escalation in this conflict. If it means getting Tanko and Balboa behind bars, then I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help you, sir. We'll have our analysts keeping an eye out, checking with our own contacts, but do keep us in the loop about anything you discover. Absolutely. At this point, Ramos looks at you, uh, Yardak, and Ruby. Well, it seems that this fight has definitely escalated to the point that Union will have to be involved. I've been saying that, like, we've been saying. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say dismissed for now. We will be in contact shortly, then, if we discover anything. And I will very magnanimously not say, I told you so. As this happens, Lewis kind of follows you outside of uh, Ramos's office. Okay. And he confronts you, Laserhawk. Oh boy. He gets right up to you and he kind of puts his finger on your chest and he just whispers and he says, Balea, if you pull any shit like you've had in the past couple months, I will not be afraid to turn the resources of Union against you as well. I need you to understand that if you get in between me and Hydra, our working relationship ends. Okay, because Ruby here, like, all of this? I mean, she can tell that there's being a confrontation happening, but she can't hear what, what just was said. Okay. I'm not going to let any innocents get harmed in your war. I'm not going to let him get away. Ruby is just going to walk up and be like, Hey, guys! What's up? Turns out I'm a Red Wings fan, and he likes the Blackhawks. Are those sports teams? Hockey. Okay. Lewis stands back and straightens his coat. Yardak, Ruby, I'll be in touch. Okay, Kevin, see you later. And he kind of storms off. Me turns to Lizardhawk. The fuck was that? The fuck was that? He wasn't particularly thrilled with how I handled some of my affairs in the past, and he felt the need to... Let me know that his people will have none of that. How did you handle your affairs in the past? How I had to. Let's get back to the affair at hand. Blue Cross Gang? Oh boy! <laughs> like Blue Cross Gang. Do we have any form of lean on them? North? Uh, they tend to be on the north end. Where are you staying? Wherever I can. Actually, this is a moment where we're going to go out of character, and I do want to know, like, where is Laserhawk staying now, like, in his... I imagine him, like, holed up in some kind of shitty motel, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I imagine I got something like some old 
Yeah, let's keep with the Michigan theme. An old car factory that I've sort of, like, thrown a mattress in and, like, an old radio so I can listen to police broadcasts. And, uh, I, I don't know. I assume I've got some cans of beans or something. Cans of beans. And a hot plate, I guess. Yeah, sustenance. Okay, so yeah, you're kind of holed up in a, in a shitty warehouse. I have a, a place up on the north side. Did you just get into town? Do you got a place to stay? Yeah, I've been here a hot minute. I've, I've got somewhere to stay. Ruby's not going to question it, because Ruby doesn't assume he's staying in a fucking goddamn warehouse. What's your real name? Let's get to know each other a little better. This seems like a complication matter, though, because Ruby, one of your complications is your secret identity. If you tell me, if you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. That's the. And I forget what your uh, complications are. Also, secret identity. Um, I look around the brightly lit, uh, military office and say, maybe somewhere a little more private. Fine, call me Visual or Viz if you want, then. Just call me Hawk. Okay, Hawk. So, if we don't have any further leads, I guess I'm gonna sniff around the north side. Sniffer? I figured it'd be a little cliche if I said fly around and see what I can see. Wait, you can fly? Uh, No, but Laser Hawk- God, can I fly? (laughs) No, you can leap very far. Before I go. Also, keep in mind, it's like 3 a.m. now. Oh, I thought it was much later. Yeah, so before I go, I suppose we should probably have some way to get a hold of each other. I've got a phone for the for the hero thing. Yeah, we can all swap our numbers. We never really clarified this, but I'm assuming I'd have some kind of a burner, right, Darcy? Yeah. Alright, then yeah, we exchange numbers. I, I don't remember if we said it was any kind of smartphone. I assume it can text, at least, but... It's a smartphone. Yeah, we did establish that because you're in, like, group text and stuff. And I'm going to just go add to a, a, a group text called Hero Time. And I'll be like, that's the group name. <laughs> that's the group chat. What, is Hornet also in that one? Yes. Is Myra still in it? I just imagine they haven't been delivered to her. But Yeah, she, of course Myra's in it. She's not kicked out of the group. <laughs> Welcome to the group chat. And uh, I descend down the staircase. And then I'm just going to turn to Yardak and be like, he seems intense. I feel like once we learn more about him, we'll learn maybe our first impressions might not be correct. Well, I didn't seem like he said like a bad guy. Just intense. Yeah. All right. Are you two heading home then for the evening, I imagine? Yeah. Yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I sent a text to Bethany. I'm alive. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Yardak, I assume you go back to your ocean dwelling. See? <laughs> My little cave amongst the cove. Uh, next day, Ruby, you get a text from Austin. Hey. Hunted down some leads, didn't have a lot of luck. Want to meet up? I'm like, sure, by the way, because it's escalated so much at this point, I think Union's about to get more involved. Which will help, but, you know, they, they're worried about these mask types that have shown up. All right, as long as I don't have to salute anybody. It's fun to silly salute Ramos. All right, so am I meeting you at your place, or where should we meet up? I guess here. I'm surprised you aren't just, like, creepily hanging out on the roof already. He texts back, alright, I'll be over in a couple minutes. Hey out there. (laughs) New player, new friend. And Laserhawk is pretty cool in that he acts as a sort of old guard hero by comparison to, like, Yardak or Ruby. 
which is almost funnier because of Yardak being like 200 years older than him. And you should definitely take a chance to look at our social media pages, where you can see some new character art for Laserhawk. Also, for those who are familiar with Mutants and Masterminds as a system, you may notice some issues with some rules in this episode. Uh, it's partially because I fudged him a bit learning a new player dynamic, and partially because I like to follow the rule of cool, which is if a player suggests something cool, I like to roll with it. Anyway, let's get back to the game. I assume you go back to your place and go to sleep? Yeah, basically. What time do you wake up the next day? At the crack of noon. <laughs> Check your phone, and you've missed a, a couple calls, and you have a few texts. I'm assuming from the gang? No, actually, uh, these are from other people. Oh, then I check my text. You have a text from Kit Deckard, who asks how last night's little adventure went. Now I'm curious who these people are. You've missed two calls from your ex-wife. Oh, fuck. I should probably call her back. Do you have children? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now, that should be listed as a complication. So, which do you uh, address first? I'm going to text Kit back, let him know that my night was interesting, and then I'm going to... Call the love of my life. Yeah, when you call, she answers, Brock, where the hell are you? Late night. How we doing, Bev? Well, we haven't seen you in weeks, and Carl Lance has just been wondering when he's going to get to see his dad. You know, I didn't think I didn't think I had gotten divorced from a deadbeat. Bev, you know what I do for a living. Yeah, a fat lot of good it's ever done you. Fat lot of good it's done the city, huh, Bev? Remember what it was like before I came along? Can you imagine trying to raise Carl Lance in that? Yeah, Brock. I remember. Look, it- But it'd be nice if I wasn't raising him alone. I'm trying my fucking hardest. People are dying. He's getting involved with drugs now. Brock, I get it. I'm gonna go. I don't want to talk anymore. Just call your son at some point, or text him. Can you do me one favor? What, Brock? Just tell my son I love him, please. Do it yourself, Brock. And she hangs up. Put my phone down, rub my eyes, just sort of sigh and wake up. After all of that, what is uh, what is Yardak doing? Um, I want more intel on this Midnight Gang group and how and why they're connected to the Blue Cross Gang. So I'm going to send a text out to my- Go to the library. Call Ruth Day. You knew what I was going to say. I said something better than library. I have Ruth Day's phone number. And also just to catch up, because it's been a minute since I've seen her. Yeah, uh, you catch Ruth, and she's like, "Do you wait, do you call it? You text, you said. Text her, yeah, because she has so many jobs, I don't know if she's working. She texts you back ten minutes later, sorry, I, I just got out of one job. Wait, Midnight Gang? Like the supervillains in Highwind? I text back, yes, you know them, and like four question marks. Ever since I got roped into all this, I started, you know, kind of keeping tabs on, on different, you know, supervillains and superheroes and, you know, anything in the news going on. I've got, like, a Google alert set up. I know that, you know, they've done, like, a bunch of heists. I know that they've uh, originally started in Highwind City. No one really knows much about them uh, other than, you know, their powers. So, wait, why are you asking about them? Because we got into a tangle with them here in Riverside. So they are, they have left home. Oh shit, shocked eyes emoji. (laughs) (laughs) She texts back, and you think they're connected to the Blue Cross Gang? Yeah, they were uh, at the same place at the same time, both fighting against us instead of each other. I I don't know how they're connected. I'll, um, 
I'll definitely do a little more research, see if I can find anything else out about them. I gotta get to my next job. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I'm working at RCI now. Yes! The woman on the inside. Yeah, I was able to kind of finesse my previous security experience working at a, a local local depot. With Mo? Oh, you know Mo? <gasps> yes, Ruth and Mo, I ship it. How old are they? They haven't even been in the same scene together. Act like that matters. So she yeah, acknowledges like, oh, you know Mo? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, she 100% knows Myra. Yeah, that's Myra's brother, Mo. Yeah, I'll loop him in too and see if we can find out anything. Awesome, and Mo already does a little bit of reconnaissance here and there, so having you both there, uh, potentially to run diversions for one another, it could be infinitely more helpful. Okay, yeah, for sure. All right, I gotta go. Bye. Meanwhile, Ruby and Hornet meet up, I imagine. Okay, I want to give him a quick rundown of everything that went down at Union, about how they're going to join. Does he know who Kevin Lewis is? I mean, I imagine you've mentioned him at some point. And I was like, ah, there was a weird moment between Kevin Lewis and Laserhawk. There's definitely some tension there. Oh, okay. Man, Ruby, this this is a lot. I never really... Last year, I was just on my own, and now I'm getting roped into all this. It's been quite a year. Hey, you wrote me in. No, 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 no. I mean, just like a little above my pay grade, you know? I went to film school. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. How's your movie going? It's releasing next month at a festival thing. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I've got a lot of energy. Do you want to, you mind, let's take a walk? Walk around? Sure. Cool. So remember, say, at this point, it's still like September? Mm-hmm. So it's like Fallout. Yeah, he's just kind of all jazzed up and just kind of like you're just walking around. People are kind of just like coming in and out of shops. It's the middle of the day. I don't know. I just, this is like a whole thing for me, Ruby. It's like, I don't know. I just, how long, how long have you lived in the North End? Did I live in that same apartment all through film school? Because I imagine Bethany and I met in film school and then moved there. You've been in that apartment for probably like, I don't know, two years? Two years, but I hung out here before that. I... Was living on campus before that. I've lived in the North End my entire life. It's obvious you care a lot about it. Yeah, it's it's important to me, you know? I just gone from cracking some mobster skulls and, and fighting gang members to fighting real supervillains. And, and there's super drugs going through my neighborhood, and I'm just starting to wonder if I've actually, like, made this place any better. I'm sure you have. Can you imagine if you hadn't been getting those gangs when they were smaller, like how much they would have grown? Like, this is how much they've grown with all of us trying to keep them in check. That's a good point. He stops at like a corner hot dog stand. You want anything? Uh, sure. All right, Billy, two dogs. And Billy, presumably the name of the uh, the hot dog vendor, <laughs> hands him two dogs and, and uh... And Austin's is already made up. It's got, like, relish and mustard and already. Billy kind of just tips his hat at him, and he says, All right, I'll get you a drink next time you're at the, do- at the bar. Are we not paying for these? And he hands you the hot dog. He says, Nah, Billy's got me. I'm going to get him back later. And then I'm going to go, I feel like those drink might cost more than two hot dogs. Yeah, but I don't pay for the drinks, so. Okay, hopefully Jack doesn't get win. No, Jack's cool, because Jack still loves me for my last paycheck. What if we all just exchange money like normal people? And he, and he kind of just, like, waves around. Ruby, this is the benefit of a community where everyone knows each other. I'm not used to this. I guess I've decided now that she's not from one of the small towns in Texas. She's from, like, a city. Okay. 
But I feel like she's not used to, like, a community where everyone knows each other that intimately. Or at least, I would imagine maybe Amy is city. She's from the suburbs, like, of a city, probably. Not familiar with this kind of, like, you know, carefree attitude towards towards currency. And, and as you're walking away, he's, like, really quickly scarfs down the hot dog. And I'm eating it like a normal person. You know, it's just, even with these powers, like, you know, this is just, like, my home, and I just still think about it like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. When did you get your powers, anyways? I guess, like, around seven, eight years ago, you know. I, was, I didn't have them for too long before I started going out on the street. You just said they occurred, right? You don't really know how you got them? I mean, I've never done any, like, testing, but I kind of just assume I'm a post-human, you know? That's fair. I don't, I don't know if this is, like, a triggering event, but, like, you know, it wasn't too long after uh, my parents died. And I go, oh. Oh, wow, you were pretty young then, right? I was like 21. Dude, I'm so sorry. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I didn't, don't mean to bring up things. No, it's cool. You know, I, I, I'm real lucky. You know, I, I knew some people. Jack was there for me, you know, pretty much right away. I already knew him from when I was young. If you don't mind me asking, Marcus Rachel wants to know, how, how did they die? Drug overdose. Okay, this is Rachel. Oh shit, what the hell? This got real dark. They OD'd together? Yeah. Okay, that was not a character. Ruby's gonna be a lot more, like, calm and understanding. Rachel's just like, what the fuck? Oh, oh man, that that's rough. I I see why this, this means so much to you. It is what it is. You know, it's, um... I don't talk about it a lot, but, you know, because a lot of people are going through problems. Everyone, you know, so much there's so much problems with addiction out there, and it's half the reason why I, I you know, I want to keep these slam packs off the streets. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he kind of shake, shakes his head a bit. Sorry, I was say I know it's a bit of a, like a downer. And I was like, no, no, it's it's important to talk about this kind of stuff. You don't don't want to keep it buried. And then I like I like a fake little like punch thing. See, talking talking is good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Long story short, they died. A couple months later, power started started showing up. Not long after that, I you know I saw how bad things were getting on the streets, and I and I. Try to go my own way. It's it's impressive that you've managed you managed to get so far on your own. I've I've always had a team. This part of myself I had to keep to myself, you know, form the legend or whatever. You did that well. So what are we gonna do though about uh, what was it? What are these guys called? You said the Midnight Gang. I don't know. They were, they were tough. He turned to goddamn sm- like smoke. How do I trap that man in a box? He also destroyed my sword, which is rude. I'm up for whatever you guys want to do next. And I go, okay, I... I think we might need to have a little bit more planning with, with these people and and have a union involved, which I think will be a good thing. Although with Lady Hawk around, I don't think you're going to be the most rogue one. Hey, listen, I, I'm I'm totally willing to try to put aside my ego if it if it gets us a heavy hitter like Laserhawk on our side. I put in the text in the group chat. Uh, although I guess not because we're going to go in superhero costumes because Laserhawk doesn't know our real identities. Meet up on top of the bar. Uh, the top of Jack's bar, and I guess I text the address, and I I was like, I guess we're meeting on the roof, like goddamn assholes. Goddamn assholes. Ruby does not have time for this vigilante shit. What do the others I mean, I imagine you're still with Austin when this happens, so he just kind of like thumbs up in the group chat. Yeah. Ever the conversationalist. You guys come and 
Yeah, I'm coming. And we, I arrive. I send back a K. Okay, and then I will go into a back alley, make the visual aid stuff, and come out. And I go, you got your stuff, or do we need to go get it? Yeah, no, Austin reaches back, like he's wearing a hoodie, and he reaches back into it to pull on the other parts. And he, like, then turns the hoodie inside out. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, kind of cool. What time is it now? Like, what time are you meeting? Sometime afternoon, because that's when Lazarek woke up. Like, as the sun is setting. Sunset is good. That sounds significantly broody. Let's see. No, there's not really. There's not really a way to get on the roof direct from the outside. So I just. I guess I make a ladder. Turn Austin one. It's better than making you t- carry me up there. Fair enough. And he leaps up to the top. And I climb up the ladder. Yardak uh, arrives, and they everyone arrives on the roof. Yep. Yeah. E. What do you make a wave to get up there, Yardak? I'll use your ladder. <laughs> So you must wonder why I've gathered you all here today. Or maybe not, because we all actually know what we're, we're here for. So, uh, uh, do you have a plan, Ruby, or what's going on? We just... No. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Gotta be honest, I don't know exactly what to do here. These guys do not seem like they're any joke. I'm just trying to think of the best place for us to go first to get something. I got uh the number of one of the North End officers last night. I guess I could call and ask if those Blue Cross gang members they picked up gave them anything? Sounds like the best lead we have so far. I call Officer Cranston. Yeah, Cranston here. Hello, this is Visual Aid. Oh, hey, Visual, how's it going? What's up? I was wondering if those Blue Cross gang members that you picked up last night, did they give anything about where they might be holding up right now, the gang? Nah, nothing in particular. The only thing one of them mentioned is something about uh, getting back at JT. Our snitch. Oh, shit. Know that he was telling us the truth then. Thank you. That is helpful. I'm guessing they they weren't very forthcoming with information then. Indeedly, they were not. Indeedly. Indeedly. (laughs) Officer Cranston's a little little daddish. Okay, who had- Zoe Shepard. Yes, Zoe Shepard. Was she the one who had JT- or was it just a random officer that we were like, hey. As far as you know, that was a random officer who you said, like, go easy on this kid. I actually just remembered something, and I, I think I might know who he's speaking of getting back at. And I believe he might may be in police custody or was, and he helped us out. And I, I just want to make sure he's safe. I don't, I don't want him to get hurt because he helped us. Oh, okay. When was he brought in? Oh, two days ago. At this location, at whatever warehouse we were at, he was just a kid, obviously just got, you know, got mixed up in the wrong thing. I, I asked the officer because he was so helpful to go easy on him. I don't want to put any anybody in har- on harm's way. Okay. Do you need to, like, talk to this kid? No, I just wanted you to be aware that, like, they might be going after him if they were saying they wanted to get back at JT. So, you know, make, make sure he's protected. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the heads up, Visual. No problem. Bye. She's trying to get the police officer to, like, on her side, unlike fucking other Davis. Was that his name? Yeah, he's the douchey one. So wait, so JT is still in police custody? I don't know that he said that. Okay, so then until we hear back from them, JT's kind of useless. He has a lot of potential. Yeah, until we, I mean, when he, whenever he talks again. Uh, no, Ruby, Ruby's just being, like, overprotective. It's like, he has a lot of potential. At this point is when I will use a hero point for direction. 
Okay. So the main thing you need to know is, like, how the Blue Cross Gang and the Midnight Gang are, like, tied together. Mm-hmm. So, like, the key there, I guess, is figuring out where the money's coming from and who, how they got connected. So we need their financials? You need a contact to get you to that. Someone that you can ask to try to garner that information from. Dot Union. Do we have con- They said they want to get involved now. I think Union's our best bet. I don't think we have, like, shady contacts. Like, that many of that kind of- uh, What about that shady cop? Davis? Sure. I don't have his number or anything. I feel if we cornered him while he's at work, he can't do anything in retaliation to us. He's like a captive audience, basically. And then we question him there. Sounds good to me. Alright, sun is setting on the north end. You're on top of Jack's bar, which is a decent distance from the precinct. Enough that I couldn't say walking would work for Ruby. Well, we're at my house now. We can get in my van. Oh yeah, it's us. Literally across the street. Van time! How far do you park from the from the precinct? Right in front. Uh, no, a block away, because I don't need them putting my license plate with visual aid. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. This is when Hornet jumps in. He says, I'm going to leap around, do a little reconnaissance, uh, try and see if maybe he's on the outside somewhere. Okay. Because Hornet doesn't want to go into a police precinct. <laughs> I don't blame him. Hey, what up, guys? I'm real. Unlike you three, he's not like a, a publicly known entity. Yeah. Okay, seeing as how I am a known figure, I'm just going to walk through the front while everybody else is doing their thing. I'm just going to walk in with Yardax, just kind of casually. Rick Flair's strut. Just walk up to the desk and <laughs> ask to see if uh, Officer Davis is here. The desk clerk looks up and is kind of slack-jawed at the three of you. Yeah, one one second, and presses a button. Davis, you have visitors. Thank you. And Davis comes on and says, is it important? If it's not, tell them to shove it up their pie hole. <laughs> yeah, Davis, I think I think you're going to want to take this one. All right, send him back. The clerk kind of gestures and he says, yeah, down at the end of the hall. Thank you, officer. While we are walking back there, can I make a perception roll to see if I can see anybody around here that I might know slash any perps or anything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, make a quick perception roll. Okay, that is... I would also like to make a perception roll. Go for it. Plus eight, so a non-nat 20. Yeah, what the hell? 14. 10. Yeah, Ruby and Laserhawk don't really pick up on anything, but Yardak notices a couple Blue Cross gang members. Looks like fresh ones that just were brought in. You know, probably not too long before you got there. Uh, you don't see anybody you recognize. Like, it's definitely not anyone you fought before. And you see, you do see Officer Barry uh, across the way. Uh, you don't see Officer Cranston. And so, yeah, those are the only ones. And if I see Barry, I'm going to give him a curt nod. And he kind of waves friendly. And then I'm going to go, hi. You don't know any of their names, but you recognize a few of these officers from, like, previous bringing in perps and stuff, like the ones that arrived with, like, Zoe Shepard, for example. Okay, then, like, if, if I make eye contact with anyone, I'll also give them a nod, or... Okay, and then, yeah, you make your way back, and the door is closed when you come up to... Right, then I give a quick rap on the door, then. Come in. And I just walk right in, like, like with no hesitation. Same, walk right in. And he, and he like, he goes, oh, fuck, and he closes a drawer. Ooh. There I go. What can I do for you, uh, Mr. Ambassador? You don't have a very good poker face. 
Visual aid, pleasure to see you again. Officer Davis, since you have worked this beat for so long, I I know you know a lot about the Loop Cross Gang since you, you know, worked tirelessly to bring them down. Yes, Blue Cross Gang, menace menace to this community, and we're definitely gonna- I feel like you must have some idea of where they're holed up right now. We could very much use that information. As soon as she finishes, I'd like to roll an intimidation check and just casually flick on my taser fists. Okay, go for it. And my friend is Laserhawk. He's less understanding than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a mad 20. Yeah! Altogether, that's a 29. Also, I want to know what's in that damn drawer. And yeah, he visibly twitches backs up a little bit when you when you do the taser fist i i assure you visual that if i uh if if, if any of us knew where the blue cross gang was held up we would already be there you know we're taking them down doesn't smell like bullshit in here i understand why you wouldn't do that it's often easier to get more information from the inside you get more bees with honey than vinegar i'm sure you must have some idea i've tried to give it a look like dude i'm giving you a fucking out and he kind of sits up and he straightens up his uh, his uniform. He says, I don't think I appreciate the uh, insinuation here that I'm not doing my due diligence as an officer. If you're doing your due diligence, then you wouldn't mind opening up that drawer that you so hastily shut when we walked in. I don't believe I have to do any sort of thing, Mr. Ambassador. Mr. Fist over here might want you to open that. Fuck yeah, that's a 19. Eight, that's a 27. I'm going to lean over because I would like walk up to his desk and then I like, put both my palms flat down on there. And then I'm going to get really, really uncomfortably close to him and tell him, why don't you open up the door here? Both me and Mr. Laserhawk here want to see what's inside. Yeah, one second. And he goes to open the drawer. Can I use my hero point as a reaction? Sure. I'm really worried he's going to pull out a gun and try to shoot us. I also have a hero point. I scream, stop. I walk around the desk and I open it. Yeah, and as far as you can see, it's just an empty drawer. I take out the entire drawer, put it on the desk and say, all right, asshole, where's the compartment? You looked all surprised and closed a perfectly empty drawer. I was born at night. I wasn't born last night. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. And he hits a button and compartment pops open and out falls two, like, pistols inside of evidence bags and a whole bunch of money and what appears to be a couple things of slam packs. Hell yeah. Damn, son. I just get real close to his face and say, now, why would an outstanding officer such as you have things like that hidden in a secret drawer, Mr. Davis? I just keep some things off the books so that I can uh, keep track of them for for future evidence. Davis, can I make one thing perfectly clear? What? However much money they're giving you isn't going to be enough to pay the hospital bills if we do not have your full cooperation from this point forward. Is that understood, sir? Oh, fuck. Now, I'm going to ask a series of very basic questions that have very basic answers. The first one is, do you know the connection 
between the Midnights and the Blue Cross. And at this point, he stands up and he grips you by the shirt. I'll, I'll tell you everything, but you got <laughs> they'll fucking kill me. You gotta help me. You let go of my shirt. You make sure we bag these sons of bitches. They won't touch a hair on your head. Chapter 24 The Last Job Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ruin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and confronted about its past misdeeds by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, though, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to help us get out the story of Masks and Mayhem to more people. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. All right, I think that's a good place to end the episode. What do you think? I'm I'm pretty okay with that. That was a pretty big dick moment. <laughs> that was a pretty big dick moment. Hi, Laserhawk. Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm sorry. I went through, like, seven different voices for Laserhawk and hated all of them, so... <laughs> Ruby's voice is my voice, so... There was a very big difference, though, between the first line that Laserhawk says and the last line. Like, the last line Whoa. is very much... Closer to, like, your actual voice, like, a little more cadence and a little deeper. But the first one was, like, straight up. Well, when I'm actually fighting crime, when I'm doing my thing, I have a persona to keep. I have a public image I need to hold up. Just because I'm a dickhead behind the scenes doesn't mean I want the public to hate me. That kind of defeats the purpose. Fun bringing in some elements that are, like, an- like anti-people in Union, because I was like, it's our friend! Our friend should like it, our other friend. But it's like a nice p- bit of tension. You know, I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to the podcast pretty much since the beginning, and I noticed that with the exception of Yardak, sometimes uh, you guys are really nice. And that's you hearing him edit out the people I've already wanted to kill. Well, yeah, the number of times that that uh, that Dan has just been like, I fucking deck him, or I fucking gut him, or I fucking break their neck. I mean, how many times have you guys threatened to beat up a police officer in his office? How many times have you called him on the hidden drawer? All I know is Rachel doesn't do a very good job playing mean characters, so... Tried to tie everything back together after having you all on your own for a bit. I was... Oof, poor Austin! <laughs> Was, has that always been Austin's backstory, or, like, was that just something, like... Uh, I've been kind of thinking for a while about, like, you know, 
I didn't want it to be like, oh, this is why he's a brooding character, but this yeah. is more about like why he throws himself into the stuff. Yeah, like why he cares about the drug stuff so much, especially. Yeah. Well, yeah, and just like the the gangs and the and the North End, and I'll say, I really Rachel's Rachel's official reaction is big oof, big oof. I just felt like there wasn't enough character to the North End, and that was one thing mm-hmm. I wanted to work on. Yeah, I like uh, Officer um, Cranston. He seems like a nerd. He probably watched Space Cadet with me. <laughs> Ruby's entire uh, determination for if a character is trustworthy is if they like Space Cadet. I need to start introducing some evil characters who like Space Cadet. Please. Really really fuck with her sense of self. I'm surprised that Ruby's arch nemesis isn't like a Star Wars stan. Or I'm sorry, a Space Battles stan. <laughs> oh god. Uh, does Star Wars exist? Is that, like, wait, did we ever establish that? Star Wars definitely exists. Okay. Well, pretty much everything exists except for super, except for most superheroes and uh, Star Trek. I thought we joked that once that Star Star Trek does exist, but it's it really was just a, a show that only lasted like two seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Star Trek exists, but didn't go go as far. It only had the first series, and Family Matters only went for like half a season. Which is why no one why why where there, there could be someone named Officer Winslow and no one's making jokes. Yeah. Everyone fucking hated Urkel in this version. Yeah, 100%. Fucking nerds. Any final thoughts on the episode? Happy to be here, everyone. Follow me at Brandon Brownson on Twitter. That's right, self-plug. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we include it in the show notes of every episode. 